<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Culture Podcast. It's your host G Jack, along with my co-host, Mister D Seven One Three, and your girl Honey Bee. Hey, hey, hey! Today we got a special guest in the building, Miss Honey Bee. You want to introduce our guest? I do. I want to introduce Mister Adam Sanchez. Woo! We classify him as the uh, Latino political expert. <laughs> it, it, that's what I think you are. I, I'll take it. I'll oh, you take, take it. Okay. Take okay. <laughs> So, um, yes, he actually works for uh, Stafford in the zoning and, what is it? The, uh, the, planning, the and planning and zoning, yeah, department. So, he's here to come share some of his knowledge today. Oh, so. yeah. Thank you for coming. Oh, no problem, no problem. Appreciate for having me. But how we always start out every episode, I'm going to ask you guys, how was your week? Uh, Mr. D713, since you kind of... Coming in satellite via Seattle. All right, all right. From the, the Pacific Northwest, um, my week was great, man. Like this, uh, we finally got everything settled in. Um, all the boxes are broken down. The past month, we've been having we've been here almost exactly a month and a day. Boxes been up to my head. We finally broke them down. Donated a whole bunch of stuff to Goodwill. Um, been pretty cool getting to the culture, seeing things around town, driving around, moving around the area. Traffic is better, but a little different in Houston. Um, still, the pedestrians are a little bit more wild. They just walk across the street like you won't hit them and put them in a bad situation. Um, saw somebody do crack for the first time in my life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we didn't see that coming. You know, that was a culture shock for you. Wait, where and, were uh, you? Yeah, obviously, I've known people that be around people that probably did crack, but actually see it being done. And I was, um, I was at a wing stop, like going in and get the order. Hey, straight like that, man. And I was just in the parking lot. I think it's it, like people talking to the man and a woman, and he put out a glass pipe and she hit that. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
and I saw somebody do graffiti for the first time. I've been I've been wanting to see that all my life, man. That that was exciting. Like I'm, I'm tending on bringing that guy, whoever in the area that does graffiti, on the show because I believe that's a art form that's big here in Seattle, and I've heard it's changed quite a bit since Amazon has moved in. They were the big tech companies became larger and started building over things. So it, it's been a very interesting week, to say the least. But how was y'all week, man? How, how about you, um, Miss Honeybee? Oh, my week was good. Um, real low key because of all the water and the flooding, and okay. I mean the city not necessarily shut down, but it gets scary. I think we had what do you call PST, PSD? What is it called? Yes, about this flooding. Like I mean, it started raining real hard at work, and everybody was like, "I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta get home." And I was just like, "Wow, we've been, you know." traumatized yeah, by it. You just never know what's going to happen and everybody try to lose their stuff again after losing it about two or three times. So, other than that, school closing down, got to go get the kids, you know, running around town. But other than, slow boogie at work. But, but y'all all safe and dry. Yeah. So, yeah. what about you, Adam? Uh, well, it was busy since I worked for Public Works. Oh. So, the rain, they had people staying overnight and it barely flooded over there in Missouri City, but we still closed down some roads, and it's just been a hectic week with all that, and then just, yeah, just, just Cadillac and just the rest of the week. Cool, cool. Man, let me ask y'all this about these floods. Do y'all believe people actually sit their car out in their water to get rid of their car note? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it got to be somebody who has that type of motivation. I don't have that motivation. I think yeah. me being without a car for one day will be detrimental to, like, my well-being, but... Maybe you got you got to do something silly if you don't care about your car. Yeah, I couldn't do that, man. Because insurance come probably come back on me and be like, "Oh, we saw you pushing it in the water." You no, I know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we got what? drones that survey this area because we knew y'all was gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, my, um, my previous Impala was rained out in Harvey. But I didn't push it in the water anything. It was actually my driveway and water got in somehow, some way. But yeah, I think I absolutely believe people drive their stuff in the water just to get the cover. And they just say, I had nowhere to go. I was stuck. So it's just to get rid of a car note? Like, I don't understand how that works. Well, some people put old cars, like, in the flood. Yeah. So they'll get more money from the insurance of what the cars probably actually work, what they could sell it for. Right. And if you have full coverage, you know, they paid my car off plus some. I like, I'm with that, you know, but um, I did. I miss candy though. It was hurtful this situation. <laughs> yeah, but now, how was week? Yeah, my week, week, man. Yeah. It was, it was, it was cool, man. It, uh, I work in construction, so with all this rain, I hadn't really been able to get any actual work done as far as building houses. But on the paperwork side, man, I'm up. Yeah, <laughs> sitting at home doing all your paperwork. Man, I organized my whole trailer and everything. I'm like, man, all this free time. <laughs> so you still had to go in, though? Yeah, yeah, I still had to go in, yeah. Oh. I had to show my face and make sure everything was good. Nobody was, you know, drowning or nothing. Yeah. I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I trying to get on the roof in the rain, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Cool. All right, well, let's... Um, as always on every show, let's uh, do Mr. D713 or Mr. Seattle or whatever you want to go by these days. <laughs> do it's make- just the makings of you. <laughs> <laughs> the makings of you. Mr. D713 is going to ask our guests a few questions about themselves so the audience, you guys, will get to know them a little better. Mr. D713, so I- you got the questions? Am I calling you Bob? No, you call me Adam, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind that and it's just 
we, we will get into that. We will get okay. into that. So, Adam, man, Adam, once again, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out your day. So, first of all, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you identify as? Um, I'm just out here trying to make it like everybody else. All right. <laughs> all so tell me about I didn't tell me about your childhood. About your, like, you know, where were you born? Where were you raised? Um, did you have siblings? A little bit about your parents? You know, t- talk to me, man. All right. Um, I grew up in Mo City. I say Mo okay. City because it's like the, 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 the zero side of Mo City. Over there by Willow Ridge and Briar Gate and stuff like that. There's a hill <laughs> called Pine Island, so shout out to Pine Island. You know, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I went to school in Sugarland, matter of fact, and... Uh, and then ended up moving to uh, Stafford, and then I decided to test the waters with the, the, the political game, I guess. And okay. then started from there. And you know, basically, uh, I have two brothers. You know, one lives in the uh, not Seattle, uh, Denver, actually. Okay. He became, okay. Uh, I guess you could say, a chef. He went to school to be a chef. Culinary school. Oh, yeah, there's a culinary school out there, and uh, my youngest brother, I think he's a junior. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, in high school? Yeah, he's still in high school. He go he goes to Kemner. Um, okay, okay. Pretty much, you know, I, I was raised by a single mom. She raised three boys by herself, so shout hey, out to mom. Man. Up, man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to mom, man. But uh, right. mom was a real MVP because she worked for uh, back then, uh, Continental. So <clears> she used to take us on, uh, you know, uh, field trips on her own because yeah, we could only go to the zoo only so many times and stuff. So we'd go to, like New Orleans or. You know Minnesota or all, all these other places just for like hey. a day trip and they come back the next day and you know so it, it, that's, hey, that's, crazy. that's pretty tight right there that man. is that's pretty <laughs> cool that's, that's, that's live right there man <laughs> yeah and, uh, you know my dad really wasn't part of the, the equation but he you know he came in every now and then but it, you know you know how that go but uh it's we all know how it go. <laughs> So, but do you have a relationship with your father's side of the family, or are you closer to your mother's side? Uh, pretty much closer to my mother's side of the family. You know okay. what I'm saying? But, uh, your mom you know. had a good support system. Did you have anybody? Didn't she have anybody else step in? It was just she was the main one. The main yeah, she was the main one. You know, you know, the breadwinner. You know, you know, my brothers kind of we're all six years apart. So, okay. oh, wow. So, uh, whenever we hit first grade, she she wanted to have another kid. I guess so. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we all helped out. You know, once I got older, I helped out. Then when my the middle brother uh, got old enough, he helped out. And then, you know, you know, my youngest is uh, by himself pretty much right now. So it's pretty much Cadillac over there. So. Oh, how does it feel being the oldest? I'm the uh, son with the oldest of mine as well. Yeah, you know, well, I, I guess it, it makes you who you are at the end of the day. I had a little bit more responsibility back in the day. You know, that, I guess that prepared me for now and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it comes with the territory, I guess. I was the fastest swimmer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, going back to what do you identify as? Hispanic, American, uh, no, what's your nationality? Well, when they say that, you know what I'm saying, I guess uh, you can say American, but, you know, that's like the typical, you know, what everybody else says. But, you know, I, I'd say Mexican. Because, you know, you say Hispanic, they, they don't know you Puerto Rican, you Cuban, Colombian. But, you know, Mexican, I, I feel like that part of my culture 
like the Aztecs, the Mayans, you know, the you know the whole Mexico City history type stuff. You know that that always was intriguing to me because you know what I'm saying I always that's, that, that's why I tell people I can't grow a beard because that's uh that's that's an Aztec in me. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm so glad you shared that. Shared that. Did y'all ever go to Mexico or anything, or y'all just basically eight uh, town bound or most city bound? Other than wherever else you travel, we we go uh, every now and then. You know, we go to Cancun, and uh, my grandma had a uh, a ranch out there. So we go. It's like a it's called Ciudad de Maíz. They call it the the city of two lies because it's not a Ciudad de Maíz. It's the city of corn. They don't grow corn, and it's not a city. It was just like a little you know town people ran through and stuff like that. So it was like we we go down there for a little bit every now and then, and uh, you know. Okay. Afterwards, I want you to text it to me so I can look it up. Cause okay. I, I, I probably can't spell that right now. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, and growing up, what do you consider your income level? We all um low income, mid, high. Um, looking back, I think it was low, but I guess my mom, you know, made the most of it. Where you know we didn't feel it. You know, at all the right. same time, like you know, I had the J's going to school, but. You know, I wouldn't know. I probably could qualify for free lunch, but she was like, "Nah, nah, we're not gonna do that." She sent me with twenty dollars to go pay for a dollar thirty-five lunch, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all was good." Y'all, y'all was good. <laughs> 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 really? Excuse me, no, I'm give my change. I did to be stingy with that three dollars. I think I got three dollars all the way through twelfth grade. <laughs> Nah, she, she, she give me that twenty. She like, don't ask me no more. Okay. And you know, are you single, married? Uh, I'm not married, but you know, I'm in a relationship, almost three uh, years. Shout out to my girlfriend Samantha. I'm hey, here. Samantha! <laughs> Shout out. We love it. We love it. Kids. Uh, I don't have any kids, but she has a she has a little one named Juliana. So. You know, kind of, kind of, kid's your kid, yeah. Something like that, yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're at that level now, so, yeah. Man, hey, we, we'll talk about that uh, another time, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's a, that's another culture right there. Yeah. But, all right. But, other than that, man, like, I want to make this you. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about yourself. And, Wait, uh, you missed about, my favorite part. Oh, about the, man, show, what's up, what's your food? Favorite food yes, product? food. Come on now. Oh, uh, my favorite food, man, uh. I'm a big boy, so I like everything, but, you know, I kind of like Mexican food, you know, sushi, really. I mean, you live in the Houston area, man, you're going to like a little bit of everything. Right. So, it's like, it, it depends on your mood, you know, but I will say, I can't do the, the In-N-Out burger, though. Like, I got to stay loyal, even though they went to Chicago, yeah. I'm Whataburger to the to, to, to <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, can we, can we refrain by talking about Whataburger right now, man? Uh, Are you craving it? Man. They got White Castle down there? Actually, believe it or not, Wendy's is slapping up here, man. Like, like <laughs> Wendy's, shit. Like, it be lines wrapped around the spot what? from Wendy's down here. Man, exactly what I said, but it is good. But, and do you cook anything right now? What's your favorite meal to prepare? Uh, right now, uh, like, I watch YouTube. Uh, matter of fact, I'll give you one right now. I made last night the, okay. the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Like, I make it from home. Like I saw a recipe on, on online on YouTube and I copied it and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm eat the Chick Fil A sandwich tonight. And I made a couple. I actually ate one on the way here, so man, man. Well, did it I know like Chick Fil A <laughs> gonna be mad at you now. Nah, nah, nah. Did it taste like Chick Fil A? 
Yeah, it actually does. Like, I found the, the, the right combo. Yeah, that's stuff. what I'm about to go try that. You may need to, may to send me that link, man. I may start something down here. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. And chores, yeah, chores growing up. Oh, responsibilities. yeah. Responsibilities. Oh, yeah. I hate I hate it. Because we had a push lawnmower, and there was two lots on side. The house is built that I grew up in on two lots. And so it had a, a small backyard, small front yard. But we had these two lots on the side that we had to cut with a push lawnmower in the middle of a Houston summer. I was like, nope, nope, I ain't never do When I grow up, I ain't never doing this stuff, nope. So do you have a house right now? I live in an apartment. Actually. Okay, so, so you ain't cutting it now, okay. I don't have to worry about nothing. Uh, but, and what was your favorite holiday growing up? My favorite holiday, uh, I would think, uh, I think Christmas was growing up, but now since I got older, I don't get that many gifts. You know, I buy my own gifts now, so yeah. <laughs> I think Thanksgiving because everybody gets together, and you know, you, even people you you can't catch up with during the year, you know, you get you know get to catch up and yeah. get get to eat. Hey, and I, and I hear that quite often with Thanksgiving because I don't know, maybe it's just a little bit more intimate where people say you really don't think about the gifts and other things, you think about each other, you know, and just yeah, be thankful. Yeah. Okay, and, and then by this time. Most adults already have everything they want anyway, as far as like. Or oh, I'm not waiting until the end of the year for something. Yeah, like, like yeah. Yeah. I work every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need some. I'm going to go out and get it. I ain't going to be like, oh, wait for Christmas. Yeah, Especially having Amazon. Treat yourself. Shout out to Amazon. Yeah, treat yourself. Exactly. Treat yourself. Yeah, and, but when Thanksgiving, what was your favorite meal? Did y'all have dressing or did y'all have stuffing? Uh. See, I don't know about that. I, I think I heard y'all talk about that before. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. We we really, when it came to like the American style stuff, we kind of like only made a little bit of that. We had like tamales and, you know, stuff like that, like Mexican food. So it was okay. like tamales was, that's the big thing. And then my grandma would make like, because they tell us we're like somewhat Italian. So she would put mozzarella with jalapenos and the tamales. And those were my favorite growing up. And like I'm trying to like perfect that recipe too, but it, it's too hot. Okay. Yeah. It's too hot to be making that every day. <laughs> have y'all heard of cannolis before? I think that's how you cannoli. say it. Cannoli. cannoli. Yeah. It's we go. To, I, I'll go to these Italian restaurants, and it's called cannoli. I believe. I believe I'm pronouncing yeah, yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And it's basically it's just um, enchiladas, but with red sauce, <laughs> with marinara sauce. That's it. Same hmm. thing. It probably is. You know, a lot of the food is saying. You know. It's just it's different, different takes. Yeah. Right, let, let me ask this is going around on the internet right now. Corn or flour tortillas? Ah, uh, see, that depends. Ooh, maybe we that depends on what mood I'm in. You yeah. Know, you know, <laughs> if you want to be authentic with it, you're going to go with the corn. But if you want that <clears> that good, that you want to be full, like, yeah. you know, you, I grew up sometimes on the, the beans and the beans and the rice. Right. So you put that yeah. in a flour tortilla, yeah. you good for the whole day. Yeah. You good for all day. <laughs> so, like, going forward, if we, we ask questions about food, we need to ask corn tortillas or flour tortillas yeah. versus, like, Stuffing Dressing or dressing? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like the, the, the Mexican version. Like <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay. Well, I always feel like I'm tricking myself because when I'm on a healthy trend, yeah. I go for the corn. Yeah. And then I never get full. Then I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's I just the, go around my flower. Every day. You probably should have neither if you're being healthy. That's the point. Well. Oh, and did your grandmother, did she make the tortillas like by scratch, by hand? Oh, yeah. Even my mom does that. Can you do it? Nah, you know what I'm saying? That's hey. that, that's one of those things that, you know what I'm saying, uh, that's for Samantha to make. 
I make the eggs, I make everything else with them tortillas because you gotta get the roller out. You gotta, nah, man. Yeah, leave the hard work to the woman. I understand. No, but that's more skills. You, you, no, you I know. Make, that's why I should stay with the woman. Yeah. I get it. You should put more love into it. You know what I'm saying? You know that three-year relationship? You gotta get up, hey, hey, I've been married, well, I've been with my wife 13 years now. Man, you get around your mom and your granny. She'll start doing them. It's a blessed oh, yeah. you love it. Yeah. Well, he said she does them now, right? You said that? Who? Uh, does, Samantha. Does she do? Uh, yeah, she, she, she'll, she'll cook and then uh, she'll bring it to me. Because oh, we don't live together. Yeah, we don't yeah. but, but, you know, when I'm at work and, you know, because she gets off later than I do, so I'll be home and, you know what I'm saying? I, I think when we, we move in together, it'll be a little it'll more be teamwork type yeah. stuff. Yeah. But right oh, yeah. now, we... we uh, Listen to our previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right, Mr. Cool, cool. D713, man. Well, Thank well, you for the makers of you. No problem, man. Thank you. Honey B. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys a cultural topic? I do. In all of the theme of the month, I want to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. And I think we have a perfect guest here to talk about that. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I have been intrigued by everything that I've been seeing on the news lately, where they've been getting proclamations out, where they've been um, increasing the educational standpoint of, of the Hispanic community, not necessarily here in Houston, but everywhere. And I feel like it's, it's just a, a re-messaging of the reasons why minorities have really impacted the culture here in the United States and now we're finally getting our stance as all different cultures so uh, first and foremost I represent it I love it I am all for it and first question is how do you think that that uh, plays into what you believe the or like the world is doing now are we moving to a more cultural or are we just saying we are uh, a little bit of both because you look at it like yeah, we're getting a little, you know, afraid, you know, a little, little love on, on the on the national level or, you know, in the political level where they make proclamations and say, oh, this month is, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month or Black History Month. But sometimes, you know what I'm saying, every other day there's, it's a national something, like National Cheeseburger Day or right. you know, National <laughs> Twenty yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah. So it's like... If, if we educate ourselves on different cultures, then we notice how much we're alike in the end. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's a you big thing. You've been listening thing. to everything culture. I know. I know. You've been listening. That's the whole point of the show, baby. That's the whole point. That's why I like it, man. You know, I try to, you know, get in on a different podcast because, uh, I guess I'm that old now that when I go work out, I don't listen to like all those Rager musics and yeah. you know, Jeezy and Ross and stuff like that. I still do, but when I work out, I want to be like calm, so I yeah. listen to a, to a podcast and it makes me go longer yeah. and stuff like that. So do you really believe the world is moving to appreciating different cultures or do you think that this is just a PR move where they're saying these history months and they're sitting there, maybe they're highlighting people, but people are like, mm. I think like I said, it's a little bit of both because you see like the whole Trump thing, how they did that in, in, in England right now where that new guy took over uh -huh. and they trying to break away from uh, Europe, but you know, they, Brexit. Yeah, Brexit. And they want to be like, well, we want to go back to where the way it was. So there's that divide. But I think there's more people like, I, like you go back 20 years ago, this, this podcast wouldn't have existed. 
like a right. whole bunch of different minorities together talking about these kind of topics and different cultures yeah, now that right. there's so many of us out there that are you know getting into politics entertainment you know stuff like that that we have a voice now right and that's a big thing that you know before we didn't have that voice so uh, maybe the white population didn't know about that or know about this history or know why they celebrated this they just looked at it, oh that's that's their thing but now they see how we all connect and you know even the the white culture they, they celebrate Cinco de Mayo you know yeah which is a big thing but they celebrate these things but they are they not an ally which which means that you can be of a different culture but be on our side when it's talking about immigration when we're talking about um you know actually celebrating the efforts that hispanic or or, or african-american or any culture asian-americans have put into the united states and actually made the fabric of what it is and who it is like they can celebrate these things and give us a month but are they truly behind the agenda of pushing forward this culture this you know i think that there's the there's something going on it's, it, it's starting to get momentum but there's still a long way to go yeah and i said like agreed. And it kind of goes back to what you said before. It, it's kind of on both. And when you said about, you know, we're talking about the Anglo, Caucasian culture, you know, them learning for this show. And I think we need to learn about each other as well. Because I, I'm learning something every day as well as every time we do a show. It's something new that I learn about a different culture, a different background, someone's different traditions, you know, because, you know, it's, not all about okay they need to learn i still i don't know everything about the african-american culture even though i don't know everything about the hispanic culture right you right, know right. Uh, so it like or just you know mexican honduras colombian you know all yeah. the different things you know it goes and you they're not all the same and like down here it's like it's a little bit of a slight difference so i, I see that I, all these monsters appreciate things they're good but we have to continue acting upon them you know don't give me a month don't give me a day Give me my Power. respect, and love, yeah. and just respect and love. You know, you know, it's just like give me the opportunity, and but the power of it. Everybody fighting for power, man. Like we got to work on respecting one another. That's what I focus on. Right. That's what um, we were really big on. That about what was it last week? Week before I went to Washington D.C. So I went to the Congressional Black Caucus, and the week before that was the Congressional Latino Caucus, and basically we have. A momentum going right now where we're there in Washington DC trying to improve and advocate for ourselves on policies and procedures that will sit there and help the disadvantaged like we have had so many disparity studies that come out and say that we're you know despaired against that we don't have the same opportunities yada yada but what do we do what can we do so I kind of got on my high horse about that but nevertheless with um the hispanic um heritage month hey it's kind of weird right that it's not a whole month it's like half of one month half of another month and i think you were trying to explain to me a little bit off air but why is that well since it's the whole hispanic like you were saying the the salvadorians the colombians they all have different independence days and they were all around you know against spain where they they revolted and had their own you know you know independence day just like america does so i guess it was just happened to be you know we don't want to give them two months we'll give them one month half of one month and kind of you know bookended you know yeah. when it started because i think last weekend went really is when it starts yeah and then you see like uh yeah, it starts on the 15th 
Yeah. yeah. And Houston had a big parade downtown yeah. and um, lately the the mayor has been doing a lot of proclamations and a, and a lot of like advocating for, you know, Hispanics to be put into positions of power so that they can have the voice for the community because believe it or not, I think in Houston almost in the city of Houston, I want to say about 50ish 60% of the well, I think I know it's about 50 half the population is Hispanic. Yeah. However, the government doesn't represent that. Right. Well, and that's why we got to get people, you know, you know, people that want to run or support people that do run, either even if they're not the same culture, to be like, what are you going to do for our community? And, and, and even if, you know, like me, if I ran for a council seat or, or, or the mayor or whatever, I'm, I have those outlooks that I don't have to learn it because I went through it. Right. So you don't have to, to, to like, instill that in me because I've already been through it. And, it, and a lot of it is like, you know, the black and the brown communities are kind of the same thing. We got the bad health. We got the bad health. We, you know, they would give us loans for college. You know, so we're one and the same. If they if they if they discriminate against one, they're going to discriminate us eventually to all of them. Right. So, and, and do you believe with when I think of culture, it's not just about your background identity. You just said you grew up in Mo City. Oh, you know, yeah. so. That's the culture right there. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the area, probably the school you went to, the Jordans you used to wear, uh. that is part of a certain culture, you know, and it's not who gets to claim it, it's just where you're from. Being from Houston, that's yeah. a culture in itself. Right. You know, the way we talk, you know, people look at me crazy down here still, but. Up here. You know, same thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Up here. But. That's what I love about it because when you said the black and the brown, it's, it could be white, it could be something else, you know, but when you go to a higher level, okay, on the macro side, they may look at it differently. But just like when you have people in the South, you know, they go treat you like, oh, you're from the South. You used to be known you're uneducated, no matter what ethnicity you were, yeah. you know, so I'm happy that we're able to really bring and be more representative, representative what we look like as well into offices. Because we have some people that look like us and claim they're part of the culture, and they're not. <laughs> Candace Holmes. But I was going to say, those are things we have now. So I'm glad we have people stepping up and representing more within our culture. Oh, yeah. So, like, my honeybee culture, current culture topic just bled straight into our topics already for the week. <laughs> I mean, for this episode. So um, we can just keep on going and right. come on, Mr. Jiggy Jack, well, go ahead and, and hit him <laughs> off with the first question since you kind of already. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our first topic. Uh, first topic, young adult involvement in politics. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think the young adults and this new, this upcoming election, not even the local election, do you think they're more active now or getting more active or they just don't care? It's a little bit, you know, it's a lot, a big spectrum because you see the, the March for Our Lives after, you know, uh, the one down in Florida, the mass shooting, you know, they got a movement to go from city to city to push, you know, to, to you know, at least inflict some kind of change, you know, whether it's banning assault weapons or, you know, at least closing the background checks or, or just doing something so this doesn't happen again. But, you know, I, I was in it was like what 06 when bush was trying to get elected it was the, the voter died i remember that you yeah. know and we thought oh yeah. we're gonna get bush out and he ended up winning so i was like yeah. well you know it's one thing to have a slogan and get like a movement behind but you actually have to go to the polls and vote register right. to vote and stuff like that and i just got my library card and they had a 
voter registration, you know, pamphlets out there, and I'm like, that's real big, but you gotta have like, you know, the culture right now, the the whole, you know, society is like fast paced. If you don't catch their attention, it's gone. Right. So yep. they gotta have like signs and you know, you know, events to just get people, you know, registered to vote. So that at least, okay, now I'm registered to vote. So that's one step. Yeah. So get them, you know, more involved in it. We'll, look at your ballot and see, you know, where you're at. You know, local elections to me are more important than, you know, national. Right. At the they end of the are. day, you know. So my question has always been, how do you get people to then go and stand in that line? Like, they have to care about what? I mean, I know everybody has their own platform issues that they care about, but it's kind of like, I see people stand in line, and no disrespect to your Jordans, but <laughs> I see people stand in line for hours for Jordans, but they won't stand in hours for, to vote. Like, and then you take it back 50 generations when they couldn't vote, and they all stood in line to vote. Like, how do we get back there where we respect it, and we know that we have to in order to make any change? Let me interject for a second. Yes. On the Jordan thing, I, the thing I know for sure where people is just the, it's almost, if you stand in line to get some Jordans, it's for the clout, pretty much. You yeah. want people to yeah. say, hey, you get some, you kind of get something out of it. But with voting, yes. you get something out of it, but you can't really say you were the reason why they got elected. You know? Okay, they, well, then there's that sense of pride where you have to say, I'm here and I'm bringing my whole family. I'm bringing all my friends. Like, I remember from Missouri City, I texted everybody and I was like, I will pick you up. You need to come vote. You, you And I was taking people's IDs and I was going on the voter registration oh, yeah. to make sure that they were registered to vote. And if you wasn't, I'm looking you dead in your eyes. Yeah. Like, what, why? How do we get there? You really got to get more people like that. <laughs> yeah. It really is the obstacle to clout. And, and I think that's why they start giving them stickers away as well. The and everybody starts taking their pictures. It used to be so annoying to me that people would take a picture of their own sticker. And I'm like, just voting, to my opinion, used to be kind of a private thing to who you voted for and what you've done. But now, once again, it's became a to the point of, I just want to go and vote and we're not just you need to get background you need to take the time you need to learn about who are you voting for you know you need to learn the experience you know the, the process but it is one of those things that with the youth I don't know how they look at things important because I don't know there's so many things going on in their life but if they just slow down and once again I think GJ said everything's well no I guess that things are going so fast they don't pay attention to it. So I think it's important for us to be discussing on social media and I think they're going to their side. And it's, and it's a show on Netflix that talks about this, how Facebook became big into the previous election, presidential election, and how it persuaded so many people with advertisement and the algorithm that they oh, have. Oh yeah, I saw that, that one. That was really It's pretty scary, it's pretty scary, man. And how the girl, she was with Obama, she was the immediate representative for Obama, helped him win, then switched him with the Trump and helped him win. And just by the type of advertisements and things that, that, that threw mud at Hillary Clinton and things of that nature, it is pretty crazy how the culture is changing from passing out ballots, picking people up. Well, I think that grassroots side need to happen, but I think it's gotten so large with the social media piece is not, and it could be a bot. You don't even have to be another person to do it. Just be a bot going out and sending stuff consistently and, and comments on, don't look at the comments on posts, but that's exactly where it's at. I'm looking where the future is going for voting. I, I think the issue is just getting over that first hurdle. Is getting people to register to vote. Are you registered to vote? I am now. I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> okay, because I'm about to check you, friend. Last election, I wasn't registered to vote. 
I tried to go vote, and it was like, you didn't even register. I'm like, oh, oh I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, I needed this stuff. One of your friends stay in the You did, you, but I'm not going to I was one of those people who was like, man, it don't really matter, man. My vote don't really count, you know. But that's one of the things they, they focus on, they, yeah. they hope. And they really do that in the in the minority community to be like, oh, man, they ain't going to vote. They ain't going to yeah. vote. They ain't worried about it. You know, we can do what we want. We can do, you know. And some of the politicians, you know, even at the local level, at all levels. You know, they just want to go out there, I'll oh, take a picture with you, but are they really, you know, they, you know, they go go on these block walks, they knock on your door, but after they get elected or they lose, they don't oh, know where, where they at? Where, yeah. I mean, that might be one of my main issues with the mayoral race in Houston, yeah. and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. And, because, and, yeah, no I'm going to say the thing, I don't know if you guys saw the revolt thing with Killer Mike and T.I. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Killer Mike had a, a strong point. He, well, no, I think it was T.I. who said this. And it may have been on that or another interview I watched with him. And he was like, he's not a Republican or Democrat. He just go go with the person who best fits his interests. No right. matter what they are. And and based off their action in the past, you know. If you say you're going to do something, if you've been doing it, then I'm a, I got to trust you, you know. Right. I got to ride with you. So I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. If it's if it caters to my best interest, then that's, that's what I'm voting for. So maybe we need to kind of get out the whole, like, you need to just strictly vote Democrat. That, was, vote that to me was the biggest just kind of do, do some research. Maybe we need to yes. make it easier for people to research. I guess I There's a like, lot of websites for that. A know, lot. Yeah. If you maybe can, that's a, that what needs to be pushed more. Because most people, I know even myself, like, I go to public, like, I don't know who this is. You don't know, you don't know, know, know their people. platform issues. Yeah. You don't understand why they, why they want your vote, how they say they're going to support your community, what's your agenda and so when a lot of times the candidates come to different communities they're like what is your agenda for the hispanic community what is your agenda for the african-american what is your agenda even for business or just different types of um like industries tell me what your agenda is and if it identifies with what i want then yes how you will get my vote but it's also that other side of accountability like now i gotta hold you accountable to everything you just said yeah yeah it's all about the you know, once somebody gets in there, it's easier than for the state. If there's no term limits in there, you know, oh, he, he's the incumbent. Oh, okay, he, he already, you know, he did something, so oh, we'll vote for him yeah. and stuff like that. But there's also a lot of groups out there because, uh, like, the, his, the Fort Bend County Tejano uh, uh, Democrats, which I'm a part of, you know, they have where they, they screen these candidates and, you know, they invite them to come out, you know, to our different events and, like, you know, there's, I think there's one coming up for the next election next Monday, the 30th, whatever the 30th is. I think it's a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should know this. <laughs> but we do like screening processes. And when I, before I was a member, I, when I ran for mayor, they did the screening process, asked me questions about, you know, how do you feel about the Hispanic jobs, uh, the LGBTQ community, all that stuff. And, you know, just, and you got to see, that's how they figure out who, 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 they, who they endorsed. Now, and stuff like that. So if you have an endorsement with, with certain groups, they'll be like, okay, it's easier for somebody to get a little bit of information because there's somewhere else that you can look and people that you trust or you know already can be like, oh, we're vouching for this guy or, or this girl or whoever and be like, whoa, we're riding with them. You should too. Now, you skimmed over this real fast. You went for mayor? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What? yeah. I ran for the mayor of Stafford this year. Man, I didn't win, obviously, but you know it was a uh, but you know it was an experience. Did you try? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's so beautiful. I signed up to be on the ballot on Martin Luther King, and I was like, oh man, that's gonna be a good like story. You know, somebody should do a Netflix thing on me. But uh, nobody in Stafford knew who I was yeah. when I ran for mayor. 
And so between January and I think they pick, because they, the mayor actually appoints who he wants for the planning and zoning, which I'm on for Stafford. So I went from nobody knowing who I was, finished the election, and you know they, I had people come up to me were like, well, we're gonna ride with the mayor because he's been mayor for 50 years. Mm -hmm. And so, but we like your ideas. You're young. You, you, You're progressive. Yeah. Is that the move? Well, I wouldn't say progressive because oh. it's very conservative. Right, I want to know for you. But it was like, the mayor was my opponent from one part of the year. Now he's appointing me to a position of most of the council seats came from the planning and zoning. And I'm like, well, if he can, you know, see what's, where my platform is or what I'm trying to do for the city, that I'm just not, oh, just some politician trying to take over. Yeah. I was like, nah, you know, I, there's so many ideas to do in Stafford with the new grid and, you know, the fountains and the Stafford right. Center and stuff like that. I was like, man, this could be a tourist destination, yeah. at least for, you know, Sugar Land, uh, Missouri City, Houston, just stuff like that. So I'm... You have new vision, new new views. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this too. Uh, what what got you into politics? Like, what made you want to run for mayor? Like, did, is it something you want to do as a kid, or you just said, you know what, we need a change? Can, um, I, can I piggyback on that question too? Go hey, ahead. Jack? Go ahead. And when was the first time you voted? With everything you just said, <laughs> when was the first time you voted? So y'all gonna laugh at me when I said I voted in November of 2018. Because I never, just like everybody else, just like how you said, oh, my vote doesn't count. And that's how I always felt. Because okay. I saw the dude, the voter die in 06, and I was like, man, they don't care, and stuff like that. And they said you had to register to vote to, to be on the ballot. So I was like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta register to vote. So I did, you know, and some of them, uh, you know, in Fort Bend, they pretty much had a clean sweep of, of progressive judges and stuff like that, and a DA and stuff like that, that kind of wants to, do what Harris County's doing with the whole, you know, you get caught with marijuana, you know, you don't go to jail, you, you yeah. might be on a deferment program and stuff like that. So right. that, those are the ideas that I saw because, you know what I'm saying, my brother's in Denver and I like to, yeah. I used to, because I work for the city now, so you know they go test me. <laughs> yeah. And I got a, I got a CDL, so I, you know they go test me, hey, but back hey, in the day. I don't think that, and I mean, this is my, I'm, I'm gonna get off my, my one second high horse about marijuana. No, I do not partake in it at all. However, I understand that if some cities and if some, if most scientists have proven that marijuana has a medicinal reason, a medical reason that it will help people, that I don't understand how some places says, we understand by this scientific proof that it can help people, but then other states will be like, nah, it's bad for you. When scientific proof has showed that it has purposes that will help us meanwhile alcohol kills how many mofos you know exactly. it's just like i think it's a money thing and i know we live in a capitalist society and i say that all the time but i just don't understand if we're supposed to be the united states of america how can we cannot be united about the proof that science has provided us and if people say it's good why is it not good for all i think and i've heard this from conspiracy theorists is because we don't grow the best weed and I heard that Jeez. the reason they <laughs> I think the reason uh, why they the Amazon was burning or whatever. Oh yeah, because the number one uh, I guess import is like soy or something like that. And so I guess in the Amazon that's where they get a lot of soy from, and they burned it down. They're simply trying to go in there and plant weed to get oh. some of the best weed. So now they can come back and sell it to us. 
And that's why they're going out and saying that, you know, um, those e-cigarettes and stuff are bad. And oh, vaping? The vaping oh, yeah. and all that stuff is bad because that's, that's taking money away from cigarettes. They it can't is. get us from cigarettes anymore. So now they're like, all right, let's go sell this weed, but it's going to be on our terms. And we're going to have the best weed where you can't. You I believe go that. It's all about messaging. Like, yeah, it's, hey. it's all about messaging. You might be onto something. We, we can get real deep into that. that. That's one we might need to bring the previous guests back on. <laughs> well. <laughs> And, and, and I'm being big, and I'm glad you brought it up about the the laws and the restrictions that we have from Harris County to Fort Bend. And you know, I used to work in the family laws um, um, court quite a bit in my, in my career. And something I saw so much: so many kids were taken away from parents because of marijuana. And I've been in doing I did CPS for two years, worked in family law for six years, what, what three four years after that, but. I used to see this guy, one person used to do drug tests, okay? And it's been drug tests really did not come around like clear sometimes. So some guy that would be clean in a urine for a certain amount of time would pop up positive in their hair and it didn't add up. So even CPS, it was so many kids in CPS custody that they are stopped removing from parents solely because of marijuana. Marijuana used to be like the main, like they can't take some of the kids in CPS custody, and they just be, they're just stuck in care. It's not enough foster homes in Harris County. And this past what, two two years, a year and a half, or whatever you may call it, that it was a full change in judges, right. and they haven't seen that in Harris County since like 1992, 1993. So I understand what you were saying that when you have somebody that's been in there for a long period of time, it's hard to get them out once they're in. Right. And. And that, that, was, that was another question I have for you, that when you're running for an office or anything of that nature, do you feel that you have to join a gang or just even voting by being Republican or Democrat? It's like you you, you have to be pushing one side or the other because I agree with G-Jack and Killer Mike who said, I don't see myself as a Republican Democrat. I try to vote for the person who has my best interest at heart. Right. Um um, like I'm part of the the, the, the Hunter Democrats for Fort Bend, but that's you know I have I'm independent. You know I would like to say I'm independent, but I lean left on certain issues. So they they align with most of my issues that I want. Not saying that I agree a hundred percent on what. What, what, what the left does or I disagree with the 100% that the right does, you know, just like okay. uh, Beto O'Rourke was my boy, but he wants to take away AR-15s, which I get why he did it and why he, why he said it and why he wants to do it, but I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I like to go out to the woods and just Well, let me, <laughs> let me tell you my, my stance on that and maybe I might help you. I am for taking away AR-15s or just any automatic type of guns because I believe that guns are tools. I have a nine millimeter, I have a shotgun. It's just like a tool like knives. And there's no point for you to be cutting sushi with a machete. Right, right. And I just think that it's a tool that doesn't need to be in our arsenal. Like that is an army tool. That is a like a military tool. I believe that they should use that. But at no point in time should we be using something of that magnitude to do what? To just go in the woods and well, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 say, I think that's and that's the only way I think of it that guns are tools. And I just don't see that that tool needs to be had by the masses. And that, that, that point not to cut you off, but that point of view is getting more popular whether I agree with it or not. Yeah. It's getting more popular because look at what you know, they had what Midland 
And they had El, El Paso, they have Charleston, they have all these mass shootings. All by and that. So year. it's like, what's the risk, what's the reward of, of having them? You know, I, I get the part on the right that says, look, the first 10 amendments you can't touch. Yeah. But we're already, you know, when Bush, the Patriot Act was, that's against, I think, the fourth of the, is it the fourth or the sixth? Because the fifth is complete the fifth. And uh, the tenth is uh, where the, the federal government out, it, it outdoes whatever the state says if it conflicts. Right. So, so like, Washington has the, the weed, Colorado has the weeds, but that, Federally, it's illegal, yeah. so that it's it's you're kind of mixing with the the Bill of Rights, which you know people are going to say the constitutional purists, which yeah. I kind of yeah, I always like government in school, yeah. and I was like, well, that's what I like, you know, that's that's straight, you know, that's yeah. the God given rights that we have, right. and then the amendments came on and stuff, and so far and so forth, but like I, I agree, we don't need that tool, but. I like to have that too, but it's not whether I like to or not. It's yeah. you know, it, it's a simple change management function. If I, it, yeah, if anybody understands change management, it's like going yeah. to your organization and I take something away from you. Your natural uh, reaction is probably going to be resistance. Yeah. But it's all about how do you go in there and message it and show people that it's to their advantage that we remove this and you're not going to be done. You're not going to be without. Exactly. Like, and you're not going to be without by removing that. That's not removing all guns. It's probably just removing that type of gun. I think it's. Well, I think I'm on a fence. I'm on a fence about it because I used to be just like you, uh, honeybee. I was like, you know, what? nobody needs that. But then I think about it. Nobody really needs it. But then when you go to taking away stuff, that kind of opens yep. the door from taking away other stuff. You know what I'm well, saying? Right. They, if it starts with this, they say, you know, it may be shotgun or it may be something. And then who is you know, so, it's already, you've already know. opened up this box and people already have them. The government is already doing that to us and rightfully so. Do you know back in like the 1950s, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt and they saw how many crashes once the automotive uh, automobile started to ha pick up on speed and try to, and got more um put into a designated area so they put seat belts you're not gonna sit and argue and be like just let me go through this windshield but, i don't that, care it's my right to go through this windshield it's for your safety but, and at what point do you let people have though. their own safety yeah. but that's my point though people still ride around with no seat belt though huh? yeah but you yeah. get a ticket so my point is people are still gonna have guns yeah. I don't want to be caught in a gunfight with a nine and they got a machine gun. That's why you know nobody saying? should have them. Because why are you fighting somebody with that? But when that, do you need that tool? That, that's what I'm saying, though. In New York, guns are banned, so people still got guns. Well, you know I, saw, yep. I saw a documentary on that, on Viceland. Shout out to Viceland, because that, that's my favorite channel. Yeah. They don't sponsor me, but if they do, they will say But it was uh, the black market. Homeboy from uh, The Wire was on. The one with the scar on his face? Oh, uh, Williams. His last name is Williams. Yeah. Yeah, his first name. Well, he was like... People from Chicago, Philly, New York, those are the most strictest gun laws in, in, the, in the country, but that's where all the mass shooters were, or there's a lot of gun violence there. Mm -hmm. They come down here and go through that gun show loophole where yeah. be like, hey man, I'll buy that, I'll buy that, and they take orders and be like, look, I got all this cash. Yeah. I don't know what I sold you, you don't know what I'm gonna do with it, and stuff like that, and they just transport it up there, go go up north and you know sell them on there, and that's how they do it. So. My my thing is, is that we, I'm not big on, I shouldn't go in your house, please, I don't want anybody taking anything out of my home, okay? But we still sell these weapons at Walmart, Walmart just said they're going to stop selling them, right? Right, they did, they said they were no longer going to sell anything that deal with ARs. I think that's the way you should go, just stop selling them. Now, you're still going to have the black market, okay, that's going to be there, but selling them at, um, 
would do no did, did Academy take away as yet? Yeah, I think no. Dick's no. was good. I don't think so. Academy But that's the point I'm getting at. Just start producing them. We produce them. So how in the world that we gonna say, yeah, we shouldn't have it when we still produce it at the same time. Now with a, a, a automatic, I don't think a Uzi, all those things, those are war weapons. Thank you. You, yeah. you have no, and I, I, like I said we can use that sound clip when you can said machine using sushi. I'm sure you I can. Don't know, probably on the black market. If you want one, I got you. Um, <laughs> all those things right there, I don't think it's necessary unless you're trying to do mass harm to other individuals. Because you, I never seen anybody. If you're a hunter, you're not going to shoot a deer. Or you don't even use that type of Uzi. <laughs> you don't use those type of tools. I don't know, man. I've seen them big old boars, the, 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 the wild hogs, man. Oh, hey, man. man. Them things like 400 pounds, man. Hey, I ain't got to shoot. It's either. <laughs> you better pop one between the eyes or something or within the neck. But give them up. The, the point is, it's the, the change. I see what GJ was coming from. How much you want to take away from people's rights. And. With a weapon like that, it's it's. I don't think it's that difficult. Don't you don't have to take them out the home, but over the next 50, 60 years, hopefully they start to diminish because you can you can't have a bazooka on your shoulder when you walk anywhere. So why in the world you should have a Uzi? You can put them in the same as a war category, a category of a war weapon, and that that is just you know I don't know how everybody feel about it, but that's just a step we can go forward. But safety and did everyone watch the video that was posted on our Instagram page? Yes, at Target or yeah, what was that commercial? Man, that was sad. Y'all just see that new, the, the Target commercial that just came out, and it oh, was with the kids, with the back, kids to school? back to yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and I was like, that's Sandy reality. Hook. Yeah, that's yeah. Sandy Hook Promise made that video, and I saw somebody post it, and I reposted it, and not until I saw the video when it, it really it, it always resonated within me. But when I saw that full video and how you know start off all playful, it it, it kind of gave you that um, nostalgia of when you were growing up as a kid going to Target. All you know it's that time again. And when it twisted into these kids are really fearing for their life, I like damn. Yeah. Is it really like that? Well, that and that little girl in the bathroom, like that's when my heart dropped. Yeah. She was like, my mom was on this new phone, like you know, so I could stay in contact with my mom. Yeah. That that was sad, man. It does put in perspective though. When the boy put his headphones on, and that's when the shooting started. But yeah, you see people in the background running and stuff like that. Yeah, that's 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 life now, and that's the sad part about it. And the whole thing that hate that I hate politics for is that we live in a capitalist society that the NRA has put so much backing behind gun reform and gun control to where we have to sit here and take it as a society that our kids cannot get any type of protection because somebody has more money than they than our voices worth. That's literally what they're telling us. They're telling us that their money, their backing is worth more than our kids' lives. And I was like, I never wish anything on anybody, but the only thing that makes people change is when something happens to them. And the people who are making these legislative changes or the lack thereof, I would hate for anything to happen to their kids, their grandkids, but sometimes that's the only thing that might make shit change. Yeah. You said might. Might. I, I said might. That's no, what I said might. You said might because I still don't think because that's, you have to understand how this system was built. If you look at the westerns, my grandparents used to watch Bonanza and all them good shows um, back in the day. Cigarettes and guns were the big popping things. Just pop somebody for talking crazy to you, okay? Those y'all both mentioned those two things. We talked about e-cigarettes and we talked about taking away guns and how people would fight to keep that system they put together. That money that's going ahead to continue building their dynasty. It's going to be hard to change. It can change, but it's going to be difficult to change. 
Yeah. So one question for you. So you went for mayor. Obviously, you didn't win. How did that change you? Um, I saw how people like I, this was the first experience I saw with like a campaign on how you know. Oh, you got to knock on these many doors. You got to pay this to to get all the registered voters list. Oh, which so, you use van, minivan? No, I didn't do any of that. Well, obviously, because oh. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to do it my way. I was like, no, nah, because you can get more young people to vote. I mean, like like the society nowadays. I don't answer phone calls that I don't know on my yeah. phone. No. Right. So, so that wasn't gonna work. I was gonna waste money on that. And knocking on people's doors, just like the whole gun thing. Hey, shh. Might get shot. Yeah. yeah if you, I don't know you coming. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I just gotta be on high alert. And so I had, uh, I had like koozies made, and I, I would give them out to the bars. I had like these 16 ounce beer glasses. Like when you go to breweries, they, yeah. they hand them out. And I had, I, I just gave them to bars, and you know, I, I used to get pictures and be like people that I knew. They're like, "What the hell? Oh, you for real?" And that was a big thing. They were like, "Oh, you're for real?" I was like, "No, man, I just put all this together and spent all this money yeah. on nothing." And I, and I funded my whole campaign. Mm. Like I spent on the wow. public record, but it was like I spent like fifteen hundred. Wow. And I mean, and they're like, "Nah, you need like five thousand. I was like, "Nah, I don't think so." Like that, yeah. that to, in a local election yeah. like that, nah. Maybe for Houston or yeah. you know a bigger city, but I saw how interacting with people because like. I got 40 votes. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it was 40 votes. And those 40 people, I could have, like, bought them a beer just to be like, hey, sh- thank you. Appreciate that. Well, you got, how many votes did you, so did you get 41, including yourself, and 40 no, other? No, okay, 39. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, but if I'm going to buy them a beer, I'm going to buy you a beer. Right. <laughs> Damn. No, I was like, I wonder, I mean, I live in Stafford, so I was just trying to do the math. I am deep. <laughs> no, I'm just. I like it. I love it. I wish I was. I, I, was, I wish you had told me. Like my parents still live in Stafford. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> I was. I was gonna ask you, like, how did you go about like fundraising and stuff like that? Or if you run again, do you think you're gonna take a different route and um, try and get like do like fundraisers and stuff like that to fund the campaign? Yeah, I might do it a different way, but still do it with the same basics. Still get right. the same cups or yeah. make better shirts or or you know have more. Uh, Cause I had a, a meet and greet at a at a at the local bar, Legends. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, right there, ninety. Yeah, and uh, we, we had a not the Legends, no, not the <laughs> No, in Stafford, right there. I was nice to meet and greet, but I yeah, meet and greet. But I had it there, and it was like I I I knew a lot of the the bar because when I was in the twenties, hey man, I was I go yeah. bar hopping in Stafford because hey, it was close, it was cheap, it was so. I knew the locals, I knew the regulars, so they were like, the only thing was to get them to vote. Right. And so, this time I'll have like a, where I can register them vote. Oh, be deputized. Yeah. Okay. And stuff like that, where I can get other people, you know, maybe get like the football team to come out, you know, and I may, you know, give them free shirts to, to, you know, try to get their people to vote and, you know, stuff like that and just, you know, better market it. Yeah, I'm really good at marketing, but I, I just got did. something for you. We can talk offline. Okay. I say everything I've been doing. That's good. And um, you know, put a little bit more advertising into it, and you know, <laughs> and have more meet and greets where people would see the platform and see what I'm trying to do. Because before, all they did was they waited for the the candidate forum, mm-hmm. and that's where I got like, oh wow, this, this guy's just yeah. not a joke. He's actually yeah. has ideas, and he, he he has the the betterment of Stafford in, in his heart, pretty yeah. much. 
and you know because what's the uh what's the mayor that's been there for like 50 years started yeah and it's not that i don't like him i just don't think he's changed i think that he's doing the same exact thing over and over and people are literally voting for him because yes you are correct stafford is way more conservative than you would ever believe but and they're just scared and then i remember like kind of the the crap talking that was a yeah there was a lot of that yeah <laughs> and that was kind of like and i just stood back i was like yeah. i think if but i mean to his point though i mean the other guy if it ain't broke why fix it you know what i'm saying like, because, a lot of people were a lot of people were like well because my like my parents the trash wasn't being picked up and they had like some crappy um contract with somebody that they tried to i don't really know what was going on with that but that was like my parents saying they were like i want my trash picked up but they're like old people yeah so, well, you, you say, know that's what's important taxes, to them though you're paying that trash be high too depending on who you got well they don't pay city property taxes. we don't mm-hmm. so Stafford. that's where you know that's why they were scared of somebody new they're going to bring in city property tax oh. and but i was there to to be like look these ideas you can't rely on retail because that was their biggest yeah. money revenue was the retail tax. And you see Toys R Us going out of business. You see, you know, empty shopping malls going yeah. out of business and stuff like that. So I was like, well, you have to venture off with the grid that, you know, is supposed to have like a top golf thing, a movie theater, a hotel. And I was like, well, you got to utilize those things. Yeah. You have the fountains, you have, you know, the Stafford Center. You know, you got to bring in more entertainment that, you know, get more dollars from, Staff- from right. Sugarland, Missouri City. Houston to come this way so we you don't have to pay and if yeah. you want to enjoy the, the, the amenities that we do have Linden, they're right here let at your disposal let and let you know tell you. where the money's going. If y'all, if y'all would have been a top call when I was in um, East Houston and Pearland we would have been there probably every weekend man that was driving out <laughs> on 45 and over there on I-10 was too much but yeah that's too um, far we should we definitely have some space out there we should talk. Yeah, great thing. Ask you about um, the statistics running for it because you know I'm hearing your process, which you sound like me. Hey, I don't need to do all that. It's almost like we're doing this podcast. You know, we try to do it the organic. You know, I talk right. to people I know. It is hard when you got people you know, you know, see it, and they like, oh, I haven't listened to the show, any shows yet. I'm like, I ain't listen to any shows yet. We talk about this all the time. And one thing big I see is like social media is getting in front. If you want the young vote, is try to get it in front of their phone. If you get it in front of their phone, that's a big step because they might not come out to the um, the hip place or the places that we may go, being the age that we're at. And going back to how many of the percentage of the vote, if you know, what are the age? Was it the majority? Was it more young, or was it more of uh, the middle age? Or was the elderly that well, voted? Without Stafford? looking at the data and not knowing the data, I can guarantee you it was the fifty-five and up range yeah. that okay. was mostly voted. But I want to change that to be like. But even the people that voted for uh, Scarcella were coming up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna vote for him because we don't particularly." like what the other guy's trying to do and yeah. we think he's going to do like the property tax but we like your ideas you know just keep okay. doing it and so i had a lot of his people supporting me but they knew it was a very important election so they mm-hmm. wanted to you know make sure that that person won it's also a strategy right yeah. it was like they couldn't yeah. go for you because that meant that they weren't going for uh scarcellas which means that this other guy was getting more votes so like it was more of a strategic thing yeah and then the way it was mm. it was the guy was a council member uh, aj honore yep honore yep. and, and he he was a uh, he was black and they had scarcella was white and then they had me as hispanic so it was like what's and then they saw that they were like oh oh, oh what's really going on yeah. like and then but you know 
I, I didn't say anything, you know, against either one of them, and I was like, well, I don't know them well enough to, yeah. to, to, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but they went back and forth. Oh, they, they did. My parents told me it got nasty. They genuinely did not like each other, and I had a, um, I had a couple meetings with both of them, and then he was like, hey, man, we're opponents. I respect you and stuff like that. That guy over there, he's my enemy. I was like, whoa, okay. I was like, you know what? Y'all do you, man. Yeah, do you. stay out of that and show you, tell you what I can do. Cool. Did you feel what? What's that show that was on Netflix? Um, the guy that got canceled. Oh my gosh. Um, by politics. Oh, House oh, of Cards. Was it? Was, did you feel in that House of Cards feeling? Oh yeah, man. That is a big. I, I used to like that show. Well, Me too. Well, it's over now, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I would watch yeah. that. You know, what I'm saying I was like, man, that's how I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna yeah. do it like that. You know, I'm it is prison. a whole bunch yeah. of willing and dealing. Yeah. You wasn't gonna kill nobody, was you? No, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> So one thing before we go, which is kind of off topic about your politics, but well, hold on, we oh, got this ahead. question. Oh. Our third topic for the day was your political aspirations. Like, where do you, do you want to go past like mayor? Like, do you want to do other things? Oh yeah, in politics. I mean, I'd, I'd like to, you know, do things in the community that that benefit the community and everybody in the community. Right. So if that means running for council because or running for mayor or running for a district seat or right. the house of representatives you know whatever are you thinking up. about any of that like uh, I, I might be thinking about maybe a council seat or two okay or we'll see what happens you know oh we definitely have if to it talk happens, oh, yeah. to hear first on everything all right, right. <laughs> come over here we'll do we have an endorsement meeting we'll screen you and everything we do, oh, we'll have like a candidate uh questionnaire okay that's cool that's cool man. ask you how do you feel about Oh, what was the tough one? So one of my candidates, um, he had Pet Talk. And it's his pet magazine. And they were just... I And I'm not a pet person, so, you know, I hope I do not offend anybody. I like animals. I just don't take care of them because I have kids. Oh. <laughs> like, you can't have both in my eyes, yeah. like, at this young. But nevertheless, they were asking questions about ordinance and, like vaccinating dogs and cats and, and no euthanizing them. Like, do you do you believe in euthanizing cats that haven't been picked up or, or, or like, out in the streets? And I was just like, wow. And so it basically helped me understand how many different groups of people want you to have their agenda. Well, that was a big thing on mine, that the, the whole pet thing, because we share with Missouri City. And my girlfriend, Samantha, she works for the city of Rosenberg's animal shelter. Oh, okay. So we're, I've always been, like, adopt on shop. Like, yeah. You know, because... You know, the puppy mills are real bad and they, they give you sick dogs and stuff like that. But, you know, that was one of the things that I ran on. I was like, look, we don't need a new shelter, but a, I work for Missouri City. We can work out a deal where, you know, if we put a little bit more funds or put a little bit more volunteer or put another officer over there, we could make this work where everybody's winning, not just one-sided like it was. But So we actually have our candidate doing a, um, a doctor day. And having all of like bark and some other one that Cap yeah and stuff like that. that's gonna come out and bring all the dog people, cat people, animal people in general um, there, and just kind of talk about like what do you want? What are you? What do you think is missing from policies? And I was just like about animals, really. And I was like, oh, and I didn't realize how big it was. Like yeah. we had somebody for a whole culture. entire work. What? That's that's strong culture. Culture. It, yeah, is, it, it is, is a strong voting culture, yeah. and they were sending like massive, um, like 
probably about 20 people hit us at one time about a horse ordinance, about them having horse carriages out there and letting them drink water, the amount of hours that they could work per day, um, how are they, you know, being treated, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, they so. quick, quick question. I don't know if y'all know this or not. You know, I'm not from Houston, the Houston area. But when I first came, I used to visit Mr. D713 uh, in Fifth Ward. Ain't that where you used to stay in Third Ward? Third Ward, baby. They had people in this neighborhood with horses tied right. up in their backyard. Like, it like, depends on what the ordinance yeah. is. And is, so there's oh, some. Yeah, that. and you can have. <laughs> it depends on what their wildlife or their livestock ordinance is. And, the, and it says how much acreage you have is one thing, how close you are to your neighbors. There's so many different um, rules or criteria to sit there and say that. It depends on if, you're, if your uh, neighborhood is deeded and if their deed has a restriction on livestock and stuff like that. They even go all the way to killing animals like we had a raccoon and we looked up the ordinance and you technically cannot kill those wow like you have to call <laughs> like i mean it, it was in our house so i think it's all fair game but we did it in, like inside it, it was it was it was in our attic oh no <laughs> but my husband my husband got a cage and he put it and he actually took it to the uh, oh, woods and released oh, it and I can, this, but there's different but things that you just don't know like if well, I would have went and said, yeah, me and my husband, we killed that raccoon. And they were like, where you live? And I was like, Missouri City. And they were like, oh, you're out of ordinance. You actually have to pay a fine for killing an what? animal. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Reading is fundamental, first of all. <laughs> so there's ordinance about that. So it just depends on where you live. And I'm not sure what you're talking about. But if it was a certain, uh, probably a fourth of an acre or larger is where you can keep livestock. And then it depends on how close your um your neighbor is to you and if you're in deed restricted neighborhood. It was like right across from U of H, like in that area. And then I was probably was in deed restricted. Yeah. I was off Elgin and Scott when, when I was going to U of H. Oh uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know my kids on there on Scott had, Street. They had a, a whole horse tied up back there like a pit bull. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's different from yeah. us being from East Texas where we have a lot more space compared to down here when this is considered the city. And I feel the same way with dogs. When I first moved to Houston back in 2006 and I'm telling you, I've never seen somebody go to jail because of dogs until I came to Houston. And they had an Animal Planet show, but people had dogs chained up outside, people going to rescue it. I'm like, I keep my dogs chained up outside. Ain't hey, nothing wrong yeah, with them. They, they, they don't like that at all. They don't. They'll, they, <laughs> they'll rather see you as a human chained up outside than I a dog. Agree. I agree. Okay. I got some folks who mm. bring them on the show later on. They're like big dog lovers, and they like they will save their dog before they save your child. Oh yeah, I know that one of your friends said that. <laughs> she yeah, can't be yeah, around you, me. You <laughs> yeah, she can't be around me. She yeah. is for real about that. Okay, she's serious about it. That's and how I feel about my kids. Feel, but the thing about I feel that if you leave your part, well, some people might be get offended to this, but this is my culture. This is just my belief. If you have a large dog and you leave it inside of an apartment or a, a small cage all day, I feel like that's a like my dogs have time to I would unchain them and run around the backyard and stuff. G Jack know how we did it. Yeah. But I never felt like that was abuse. So people have their difference in opinions about things. Alright, um, so but I, have, I have one question before before we get into our next topic is Adam, if you can go back and talk to the younger Adam <laughs> about voting, what would you say? Hmm. About voting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you said you didn't vote until a certain time. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yourself. I always wanted to, but I was like, well, you know what I'm saying? I always pick a winner, so I already, I already know. But no, nah, I feel like, <laughs> man, get get your friends involved, get get registered. Right. Get, I, I, I would have done a lot more than, you know, what I No, what I'm, talk, I, what no, I'm I talking about you going to you. You talking oh, to, to me? You. 
Yo, oh, yeah. you talking to the younger self. How would you convince your younger self to vote? Like, hey, man, you need to get out of here and make this change. Because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of young kids, and a lot of adults think the same way you think. And vote, because I have some friends <laughs> that, you know, they were like, voting is fake, it's all set up, it doesn't do anything, you know, that's what I, I, I've heard it so much, these Facebook like posts that say, y'all are stupid for going out there trying to vote, that's dumb, these people don't care about you, I think how that's, do you pre- that's what got me to the Electoral College, but I, 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 I understand what I'm saying, sorry I'm going to cut y'all, Mr. D. No, 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 but I, I, I have everything I need to say, <laughs> yeah, so like, what would you tell your younger self? I, I'd be like, hey, register, register as many people as you can, um, I would tell a younger me to be like hey man it counts yeah and I, I remember and i think obama's first term would have been the first time i could have voted and i was like they even uh they were like either my boss at the time she was like hey man go ahead you can leave early to go vote just make sure you vote for obama and i was like well you already knew where i was going and she was like i, I was like I- Instead of going to vote, home. I went home, you know what I'm saying? I think even I voted on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made my husband. I said, it's two types of men in the, in the world. Ones who wives tell them who, what, to, what to vote for or ones that finally, you know, go with their wife. Like, that's yeah. it. It's, you either going to go with me unless it's... Nah, I don't really know that many what? men who go against... It's two types of voters in the world. It's the woman voter and the man who listens to his wife voter. That, that is a two. When you go in there and start messaging to people, because why are they gonna sit here and talk you to death? Yeah. They gonna sit here and talk you. Am I wrong or right? When when Miss G Jackson is one of my amendments, I'm, I'm the fifth. I mean, my husband he didn't, he didn't care who I told him to vote for. All I said was, "Let's go vote for Yolanda," and he was yeah. just like, "All right." And I sat there and went through everybody who I was gonna go vote for, and I said, "You remember their names, right?" He was like, "All right, cool." But I, I think with our current culture, though, with the uh, you know Trump being president and and the way the world is acting right now with him being president, I think a lot of people are like, you know, more woke as far as, you oh, know, so you're going to vote this next time. And doing research oh, like that. Now, I've voted since I was 18. I just stopped voting with, like when you said that about the electoral college, and I realized how it worked. I'm like, Texas ain't going to never win. It ain't right. be blue, you know? But then that's when I was more like, vote blue, vote Democrat, no matter what, without researching. Now I'm more like, man, I need to research these people and see, and, and try and get some of my interests, you know, take care of. I but really wish they would take that away, just I, using I, those I do, words. Uh, I do too, but not really though, because I mean, Texas is pretty huge, you know what I'm saying? They, no, they, I'm saying take away the word before you sit here and identify what a candidate is, like they always say Republican or Democrat, oh, yeah. versus these are my platform issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but wish that's kind of how they like that. And local, you know, local, uh, nonpartisan. Yeah, they're supposed to be nonpartisan. But, yeah. but to get that backing and to get that endorsement, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll yeah. side with one or the other just to get, you know, that that easy vote. And I think you got to get politicians that aren't late. Yeah, and that's so all I asked. That's what I was asking like, earlier. Yeah, that's what I asked earlier. Do you feel like you have to join a gang? Like, yeah, you can go out like and scrap by yourself. And you may have it's blue and red, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood and red. Yeah. I'm just saying. If you ever watch the gangs in New York, just check that movie out. Long as hell, but it's a good movie. Saw how this like politics used to be real thuggish back in the day. Like they would beat Still like thuggish. how like Honeybee um said that she used to pick people up. They used to go to bars and drag people out of bars and have them go and vote for their certain party. You know, I just had an aha moment. Like while we were just sitting there talking, you know why I think now I I think it's because I'm older now that maybe why I do care more because it affects me more. Like the more because I own stuff, I own a home, I have kids. So how do you? So more the politics and stuff affect me more, and it's like more of my interest. So now I want to vote more. 
my interest instead of just going out there and just voting Democrat or Republican and not worry about it. It always that. affected you, and that's what I used to say. It always affected well, you. Well, I, I guess it's, like, it's, I the messaging of that. it's the messaging, it's the messaging yeah. of it. Yeah. It always until, affects until you. Until you get burnt, though, like on your taxes, and from when you're working hard as hell, <laughs> and you get burned in your taxes, and they take it more out, especially if you work like. Well, you sound like a Republican. And stuff. First of all, you sound like yeah. Hey, I, 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 you ain't that. taking no more of my money. I'm going with you. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I do have some Republican views, though. I hey, me too. With some of them. Oh, yeah. I think. It doesn't outweigh what Trump is doing, though, as far as like this racial stuff. Now, if we had another Republican challenge him that kind of lined up with a little bit more of my views, I wouldn't mind voting Republican. My thing about Trump, honestly, is that, or what highlighted Trump's presidency to me was the fact that he had absolutely no experience and we let him take the highest position in this land and has such a learning curve and could not do like if you look back at his first year and compared to almost every other president he didn't do much because he didn't know what to do I believe if I sit here and employ a doctor that has to get this degree I'm an accountant I have to get a CPA I'm an internal audit I have a CIA I have to have this degree that sit here and shows that I have base knowledge of whatever profession I'm going into to be the president I feel like you have to have base knowledge to understand the three branches of government, you, to understand how you vote. To under, that's my only thing. I think you should I think have I base knowledge. I think I'm going to have to disagree with that only because that's just how things work in America. Just in general. Even at your job. Hold on. Even at your, even at your job. Your boss probably don't know what the hell he's doing, but he hires people around him. <laughs> This is the highest position of the land, though. But that's just how it works. It's people around him that. That's correct. He's making a point. And that's why I believe he would make America great again. He was showing that white Anglo men can get what you can do, whatever the hell you want to do, as long as because you are who you are. And you had before that the president you have, and y'all both saying the same thing, okay? The, the, The president before that was an African American male. Well, mixed or whatever your case, he had. Uh, skin color is my tone. He went. He was with the over oh, the law, Harvard Law. Okay, he re- represented like he had so many credentials. He was married. He had a great family. He had no scandals. It was hard to scratch something about that boy, and but, he was charismatic. But you had somebody with no experience, didn't know shit. Just came in. T- he said every single thing you probably shouldn't say as a politician. Grab him by the pussy. And now we mad at Uncle Joe because he's touching a woman. Yeah, people fight. He had people fighting, dragging people out in their audience, talking about go get them. He called his Mexicans criminals, illegal immigrants. He divided this country so much. He went everything that the previous president, um, Barack Obama, tried to build. His main thing was to destroy. True. And look at and he got that position just because who and it was money and being a white male. Well, I think I think on top of that though, like. But outside all that, a lot of people would say like Beto O'Rourke, he's not really experienced. A lot of people would say that, but everybody was ready to um, make him what the governor of Texas. Compared to just over oh, oh, Ted Cruz, his own kids don't like him. He tried to hug his daughter in a picture, and she was like, "Ew." What I'm saying with that though is like it doesn't. I don't think it really matters. It should matter. It should matter. But when people vote, it doesn't matter. Uh, honestly, and I'm just gonna keep it real. A lot of people voted for Barack because he was black, and they wanted to have a black president. A lot of people didn't do no research. They didn't know all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we gonna wrap. Okay, so this is gonna be my fire round. If you um, have future aspirations, give me your top three platform issues. Right <laughs> I, I did my research about Obama. This before he won his first election. I took my time. I kept. I said a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people need to do better. 
Uh, you're yeah, right. You're right. But, it, but that just raised my point, though. It How did you have that so readily available? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> two, two things I could have in the house. A picture of Martin Luther King and a Barack Obama. All right. So... <laughs> 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 and I had my Barack Obama picture and my husband was like, why, why do you keep hanging this up like you're a family member? He is a family member. This is Uncle Barack. He got the whole family on the refrigerator. Uh, but this, this is our last topic though, before you wrap it up. Wait, no. I'm about to ask him his last three. Well, months. I know we wanted to get this out of the way. Something that's not political because we kind of been on political oh, the whole time. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll bring it back. Uh, Catholic traditions. I, I don't think uh, Mr. Disa one three brought it up during the makings of you, but Catholic traditions. Does it? How does that like? Did you grow up in the church or? No, no. Nah, nah, it was just you know you Mexican. You, gonna be Catholic right but if we, we don't go religiously but we went for you know midnight mass on Christmas or Mother's Day or Easter gotcha. and stuff like that but if you went somewhere else and became like you know just a regular Christian or a Muslim or Jewish they're like nah nah you can't do that I was like but we don't even do the, you know the, we just go just to go just get dressed up and go yeah but you know I I'll say I'm Catholic just by like I said tradition yeah. but I like to think, I mean, all religion to me just ends up being the same. And though, as long as you're a good person, you know, you know, you help right. people when you can, yeah. or you don't talk bad about people, or you, you don't steal, or you know, you purposely hurt people, then you should be alright and they'll, they'll open up the pearly gates for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, but I gotta ask this question. Give me your three platform topics when you went for mayor or if you want to go for any other position like what do you think you say this is what I stand for and these are my three top platform issues I'd go with keep no city property tax number one because if you say you're gonna bring that oh, back, yeah, you to get Stafford, yeah that's that's political suicide um, really bring in more revenue as in you know entertainment wise like the Stafford Center with the fountains and the grid like I've been saying and there's so many hotels in Stafford that, you know, if the Astros go to the World Series, people are going to come whoever they play. Yeah. They don't want to stay downtown because it's expensive. Come down here to Stafford, you're on 59, you're on 90, you're straight right. shot to the stadium. Or even if the Rockets make it or Texans make it. But. Come on now. Have some faith. <laughs> nah. I'm going to Fools on parade, baby. <laughs> uh, that, the no property tax, and uh, I'd go with the, the pet get like a, an animal advisory board going where we could write the good ordinances and get all the you know just all the bureaucrat stuff out and just help the animals get adopted right and you know just just don't go under the whole no kill thing but you know don't kill them for for no reason but you know there's some animals that you know they have you know bad they can't adjust because they've been in the cage or they've been abused so much they're 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 rapid or you know Certain situations, you have to put a dog down. Do y'all think that uh, animals should be registered like humans? Like, kind of keep track of them, like, with a social security number and stuff? That way, when they do go, like, missing or, like, you know, people aren't taking care of somebody can be held accountable accountable for it. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but, you know, I have my dog has a shout-out to Pendy. She's at the apartment right now. 
probably just asleep looking out the window. Yeah. But uh, she has the microchip and she gets her shots and stuff like that. But, you know, you could bring, you know, people don't want to, you know, pay all this money for shots. But they can, you know, there's certain things in different counties that they bring like a whole mobile unit to come and, you know, sign up. And, you know, we'll come and, you know, give them a microchip or, or, or give them their shots or put them in a registry where, you know, if she does get loose or... You know, we can find her or you know get her back to you as quick as possible. Does the chip really work? I don't know. I have a monster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My only thing is, I would like to add maybe somebody saying something about transportation, only because I feel like oh, yeah, Stafford is so far out there that if you could figure out to help me get to either a parking lot that's in Houston or get me to the airport or get me to the medical center, things of that nature where there is multi mass there is multifaceted ways of transport uh, of transportation for where I don't have to necessarily use my car. I would be for that. That was one of the questions they asked me on one of the endorsement things. Yeah. Um, I'm all for a metro light rail going from downtown all the way to Rosenberg. Yeah. Because, you know, less people you have on the car and just like New York New York has 24-hour, yeah. you know, uh, subways and yeah, stuff like that. System. Yeah, that would help out with, you know, pollution. Do you help out with drunk drivers at night? Because you know, you just go on the, you know, you just stumble, get a PI or something, yeah. and just yeah. stumble on the light rail and go home, and you'd be all right. You ain't driving or having a risk of drive. But that's the problem with Houston that it's so spread out that yeah. even the two airports that we do have, there, you gotta go out of the way just to get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the facts came back that. In, in true honesty, probably all four of us do not want to use public transportation. We want the person in the car beside us or in front of us to use public transportation so they can get out our way so they can get to where yeah. they're going faster. Man, they're like I, about three yeah. every three and four people don't want to use public transportation themselves. They just wish they wish they just had better so everybody else. I mean, can if move. they had one from Rosenberg to in town, shoot, I get on that bad boy. Me too. For three dollars, three or four dollars. Here in Seattle, everything you just said, um, Honeybee, is here in Seattle. Okay, they they are very much against um, tra transportation of your own transportation. We had to downsize to one vehicle. Okay, and we don't have a garage. We don't have a lot of garage around here. They have e cars. That's something to think about as well. Where it's they, I think they're called zippers that yeah. just like you see these bikes around town that you. Like, if I go outside right now, it's going to be like a green and red bike in front of my um, townhouse. And people just hop on them, pay for them, and drive off. You have to register uh, your account and stuff. What, in a they car? No, in a little bike. Oh, oh, they, they have the same thing with cars. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with cars. It's that you get a green car, you get the register online for the stuff, put your driver's license, registration, whatever you need, well, not registration, driver's license stuff on there. Okay, you see a car, you get the car, you drive it to your crib. Now, you can't put it in your garage and nothing like that. But you, you park it out front of your house. Now you may wake up in the morning, the car gone because your neighbor needed to use the car and they're using the same one to use and going back and forth. They use it like that. So yeah, they have those in New York. They're really good. Yeah. I'm you not go to it in the online. Yep, you have your little passwords account. and stuff like that. It's already yeah. set to your account. I mean, it was good when when I was in Washington D.C. I literally took the wrong airport. I walked downstairs. The information was like, I thought this was in Washington D.C. They're like, No, you're in Baltimore. Oh, they were like, said, Yeah, uh, Dillies or whatever. I went to BWI okay. Thurgood Marshall. Man, you really did go out the way there. Yeah, so I was at the wrong because it said. 
I don't know what I was doing. My uh, my admin did it for me, and I was like, oh, I don't mind whichever one. I thought it was like Javi versus yeah, um, Bush. Bush. Yeah. So, anyways, I walked downstairs. I like, how how I get there? They were like, well, how do you want to get there? We have this, 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 and this, and this. And I was like, uh, can we go and like cost? And he was like, well, we'll start with the lowest cost. I jumped on the bus for seven dollars and ended up somewhere and forty five minutes later on a double decker light rail train. Wow. Took the Amtrak one time. But understand, a lot of taxes, a lot of money is built into the roads here well, in Texas. Like, from the pavement, the grass being cut on those roads, that's why I believe they don't want to go toward a strong public transportation system. Gas and the roads. Well, they got a commercial on the radio right now where it says no new taxes, just vote for the um, oh, yeah, Metro. Metro Next. Yeah, yeah Metro Next. Uh, yeah, I think we'll that's see how a lot. All right, well, thank you so much for this. Um, Appreciate it for having me. Man. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Adam. We really appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's give it up for our guest, Adam, for being a part of the show today. Miss <laughs> Adam, you got any social media shout-outs, any uh, Instagram accounts, Facebook, uh, anything? Any handles? Uh, yeah, my Instagram, my Twitter, the same thing. They're at BobSugar underscore. Um, that, that's probably gonna change if I ever, you know, pretty soon. But but just Bob Sugar, I'm the, probably the only Bob Sugar ever you've ever heard of. That's not like a stripper name. No, 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 you're not. You're not the only Bob Sugar. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got it from uh, that movie Jerry Maguire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was a bad agent, and I was like, man, I'm gonna change it to that. <laughs> I'm about to look that up. Oh yeah, it's been a while since okay. I seen that movie. So uh, yeah, Bob Sugar at Bob Sugar underscore. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. I kind of get on Facebook, but that's kind of for like old folk. But. Yeah. <laughs> cool, um, cool, cool. Honey B, you want to shout out your uh, social media handle? I mean, you can always check me out at Yo Girl Honey B. So it's Y O underscore Girl underscore Honey underscore the letter B. Check me out. Mr. D713. Oh, you can check me out on. Twitter at Mr. D713, that's M I S T A D713. But y'all can check us out on, on Everything Culture on Instagram, Facebook, and of course our website. The on Facebook and Instagram is Everything Culture, that's T H A N G. Bam. If you want to check us out on Twitter, it's Every T H G Culture. And once again, always check out our website, man. We got things rolling on there, and the number will be out very soon. So you can start giving us a call, leaving voicemails, and whatever case, uh, anything, thoughts, and suggestions you have for us. That's good. I appreciate that. Uh, well, for me, uh, my social media is, uh, I think it's GJack HTX. I, I really don't know. Just Google it's me. It's not. Actually don't Google me but <laughs> Look under everything comes And you'll see me tagged as a picture Just click on my profile from there But the D713 you want to leave us with the words From the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Be my pleasure um, As the late great Once again Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Said that in Cornell University That men hate each other because they fear each other, and they fear each other because they don't know don't know each other, and they don't know each other because of segregation and miscommunication. So here on Everything Culture, we try to bring together one another, our cultures, ideas, our traditions, and just express what's going on, so we can become closer with one another and start loving one another. Um, Thank you all, and God bless. All right. right.